welcome to Smashing Game Time. We are two brothers that go through gaming's back catalog of yesteryear. I am your host, Nick. To my left, and the only other person here with me is my brother, Jake. Hi, welcome to the email episode. I am brother Jake. Jake is here holding it down. Josh is on a beach somewhere letting everyone down. Everybody boo Josh on your free time, on your work commutes, wherever you're at. Please do that. Go ahead and do that for us. I was, uh, all I could think about was just, guys, there's a whale on the beach. <laughs> Damn, that's your twin, dog. You're talking about your twin that way. Huh? Holy shit, dude. There's a whale <laughs> on the beach, guys. Watch out. <laughs> Holy shit. You were, wa- you were watching the whale and you're like, oh my God, it's Josh. We are not sponsored by Meg2. Not yet. Not with that. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Hey, as always, we are a Trident Network podcast. Go check out our siblings. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever. Go give your ears the smashing game time that you need. Fuck the algorithm. Tell a friend. Word of mouth is king here. Uh, Jake, what a... So, yeah, as, as you kind of mentioned in your intro, rudely didn't let me do that part uh we are so we're not doing 2021 today without josh here so we've got a handful of emails that are just popped up so we're gonna run through a bunch of emails in today's episode and try to get our mailbox cleared out in the future if you want your email read on the episode go ahead and send your questions over to smashinggametime at gmail.com again smashinggametime at gmail.com send those hot questions over they don't have to be gaming related put your name and where you're from just so we can know where your ears are at when you are listening to us or so we can burn your house down if we don't like what you have to say that too uh jake do not threaten the listeners please do not threaten the 20 million listeners that we have that will not be good for us you know that that dragon that I killed in that one video? Yeah, that's gonna be you. We don't like what you say. Please don't, please don't, please don't drag out the Ark people. They're crazy, man. I don't know. I I think the Ark. So hey, I digress though. But before we get to the emails, let's get into what we've been playing. Jake, what have you been playing? Oh, you know me. TFT Team Fight Tactics. I've been playing it for. Since it came out, or the set came out back in uh, June, I believe. But actually, I've been kind of like taking my time playing other games too. So I played a little bit of Rust with uh, a YouTuber's uh, friends that usually like makes videos with. And it was pretty chill, pretty fun to play with, you know, other people that share the same stuff. And what's funny is that they thought that I sounded like another YouTuber. Where they're like, oh, you sound like uh, uh, Johnny so-and-so over on the so-and-so channel. So they're like, dude, you sound like Blueprint. And Blueprint's like a a well-known Rust YouTuber. And I wasn't even trying to like sound like anybody. How do you know what Blueprint sounds like? Because I don't really watch the content. I probably like have seen his videos every now and then. But like, it just blew my mind. They thought like I was like undercover Blueprint. They're like, no, you're, you're, you're messing with us. I'm like... No, guys, just be chill. Just be chill. I'm not. I'm not blueprint. <laughs> you said he is a. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm looking up blueprint. You said he is a Rust, Rust guy. Yeah, it's like B L O O. B L L O. B L O O. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I've got it. His picture is like a bear. 
probably. I'm not seeing him though. All I'm seeing is games. Doesn't he know that you're supposed to have a punchable face in your thumbnail? Oh, the uh, the uh, soy face. Yep. Uh, yeah, I was trying to find a face to see if he even looked like him. Hold on, let's see. Let's take a listen and see if they sound alike. Here we go. One second, folks. Solo. And we are attempting to record the Solo Life V10. It is for... Jake, say Solo Life V10 real quick. Solo Life V10. Dude, I kind of hear it. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, you know, whatever. And I was just messing with them too. I was like, guys, just be cool, be cool, act normal. And he's like, no, you're you're just messing with me. I'm like, no, I'm dude, guys, I'm not Blueprint. Come on. You know, I've never seen you and Blueprint in the same room together. Same. Uh, so how so, how is TFT go? Or sorry, you said you were playing Rust. How is so how is Rust playing, going? I was playing a bit of Rust. Um, it can get kind of like. I don't, it can get kind of frustrating because you like no one likes to grind anymore. It's all about grubbing. Basically, just take the scraps what or kill someone that has all the loot already. So grubbing is so grubbing is killing someone and taking their stuff. Pretty much. But you don't get you don't like there's no leveling up in Rust, right? It's all no, just, no, it's not like it's not like Ark. You're getting the material like you you're grinding for pickups. But by waiting and having someone else do it, you just take their pickups. So Rust is one of those games where it's like it's sandbox. There's no end game, really. Like it's just basically be the. The just be the the alpha in the mm -hmm. server. And that's about it. There's no end game. It's just it's sandboxy. Uh, people have fun with it. They make like kind of cool buildings, bases, whatever. It's more trolly and memey. But like, there's no. It, it's more fun with friends, in my opinion. Playing solo can be kind of frustrating. Uh, playing with people that take the game seriously, like I don't know why people take the game seriously. I'm just like, guys, you know this wipes in a, like seven days. Like, you're not gonna have any of this. So why are you taking it seriously? Yeah. Why? So I don't, why are you getting yeah. mad at me? Why are you getting mad at me right now? <laughs> exactly. And like the game for me, the game's great for content. I love watching Rust, but playing it, it's a whole different story. Um, another games, thing that games like this look to me from the outside looking in look like a chore so that's why whenever you guys are like let's let's play arc let's play let's play uh the rust let's play this that i think the closest thing to any of this that i can like be like okay i'm gonna do that is minecraft because i can be like oh i'm just i'm gonna build a stupid house i'm gonna oh josh is building a house i'm gonna block his door and burn the house down with him in it <laughs> Well, and that's what you could kind of do with Rust, because like when I when I ask you guys, you know, oh, let's play Rust, let's do this. I'm not saying let's play it seriously. I'm saying let's go have fun, let's go let's go mess with people. But see, that get, that gets me into trouble. That's when people start locking people away and like force feeding their character till they're like, until they just quit. <laughs> no, you can't do that in Rust. People, and you can't do that in Rust. Come on. I I kind of want to just cause some anarchy in one of these games. Maybe we'll and get together and do that. That's what Rust is. We just gather a bunch of people and we just cause issues. I just like you know, like the bad respectable people. Respectable issues. You know, like the bad groups in The Walking Dead, where you're like, oh no, here comes the governor, or here comes. I don't, who who are some other bad guys in Walking Dead? I couldn't even tell you. Negan. Here comes Negan and his guys. Oh no, what's gonna happen? I, I want to start that kind of trouble where people are like, oh no, we better we gotta hide our 
our settlement deep in the woods so these guys don't come mess with us and then they end up coming back and we're already there everything's burned down all their stuff's looted i i kind of want to cause that but maybe i just need to sow my wild oats in one of these games and get over it and and like once you get you know once you cause the mayhem in that game it's it's satisfying but then you're like okay i got that i got that fix in i'm done i'm ready to retire live a simple life exactly in the city simple simple rick simple rick come out simple rick uh yeah like that and then like um so tft i i was on the tft reddit yesterday and i i was kind of curious i've played about 800 games this set and i i I was trying i was curious on how many games other people played so i took a picture of my my stats and like hey this is how much i played how much have you guys played and people were just like dude this is unhealthy you played so many games like it's so bad like i'm just i'm like guys you don't even know what i do what are the games that they're like 10 minutes long right they're like a half hour okay that ad, that adds up but also like you work at a computer so you when you I have work downtime. at a computer and i also uh, it's the only game i play did you did you comment back but like, guys guys it's okay i'm a gaming podcaster no i'm like i'm like uh a lot of people are like dude you need to get help this is this is an issue this is not healthy and i'm like <laughs> dude i'm probably well better off than you yeah like, dude i they're, they're like trying to help you You're like no 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 i'm i'm good i'm good Leave yeah like I'm, I'm doing just fine like I, I work from home uh and a lot of these people don't understand that they probably play more than just one game by the time i played this 800 games tft was the only game i played i didn't touch any other game besides like maybe battle bit whenever we got on but we haven't done that i haven't even touched remnant 2 when josh gave it to me i just installed it and it's just sitting there we need to um oh no uh so yeah on the one game thing because i was just thinking back about my time in iron harvest and it like it's crazy that i got into one game and that was it like i look at my hours in it i think my hours ended up being like somewhere in the 700 mark Yep. And I look back at it, and I see myself playing all these games now, and I'm like, man, I could never be a one-game guy now. Like, I keep wanting to go back and play Dave the Diver to finish it up, but, like, mm-hmm. I just keep finding other things to play, or I keep, like, grabbing stuff for review, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get back to it all. That's, I mean, that's kind of like how I felt with Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla was the only game I played. I have, like, I think 3,500 hours brahala jesus um but i played that for like since i was back in college i don't know how many hours i have in tft because it's on the league of legends client doesn't tell you how how many hours you play not to mention uh, there i mean there's sites that tell you how many games you played and whatever and just stats whatever and they do it by sets but i think 800 was like something i think that's the highest amount i've played in a set it makes sense that Riot Games wouldn't tell you how much time you've spent playing each game. It's I imagine it's kind of like a casino where they don't they don't have any windows. They don't want you to know. Yeah. Oh hey <laughs> fuck it's five in the morning. Oh my god I need to go to sleep. They they're like no 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 you stay here and you fucking oh. you work uh, what you work the jungle or you work the middle row. You don't know. You don't need to know what time it is. Keep playing motherfucker. For this day. <laughs> <laughs> Anything? Any other games, Jake? Um. Rust, uh, TFT. I, I, like I said, I downloaded Remnant 2, but I haven't touched it. Um, part of me wants to play Brawlhalla just for fun, just to just like beat someone's ass and feel good about it. Um, but I haven't touched it yet. I'm kind of just like, nah, fine. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. 
You're just um, gonna rage. I know. I probably won't rage. I mean, like, if I don't rage in TFT, I'm like, am I raging? I don't know. I mean, like, looking at my Steam list, I mean, I haven't really. Speaking of character never... fighters, did you hear they announced the Nicktoon Brawlers too? Dude, I was like, you guys are gonna waste <laughs> your money if you buy this. Just like the first one. It's ex oh, you guys made a second game just to add Squidward. Piss off, Jake. It, it could be their melee. Dude, the thing is, it people dropped sixty bucks for this game. They dropped. They paid full money, like full uh, for, for. It's the dumbest thing ever. People did the same thing for Smash Brothers One, and then they bought Melee, Tomato Tomato. Both were better games than. We don't know. We don't know if Nicktoons Bash Two or whatever the hell it's called is gonna be good or not. But what All I'm saying is, Brawl? This, Jake, this could be their melee. Let the Nicktoon fighters have it. It's gonna suck. Are you looking? You at your, what, what else you got on your Steam coming up, or that you're wanting to play, or that you've been thinking? No, about I was just playing. seeing what I like recently played. Yeah, I haven't touched anything. Even even uh, Death Stranding is just sitting there. Well, um, yeah, I became Josh. Right. Well, and we've been we've been talking about that being our first book club game. We're going to pick up on that once we're done with the years. So once we get through. So we've got basically eight episodes, which mm -hmm. will get us through. So once Josh comes back, that'll get us through. Shoot. So by October, which is kind of nice because, you know, when you think fall, you think, all right, I'm going to get cozy with something and just let it let it ride over me and just take over. That'll be perfect. That'll be the perfect time for the book club. So you got time on that one. Uh, if you're done on my end, I've played. Oh, no, I was gonna say I oh. saw Barbie. Oh, you saw Barbie? Go ahead. Let's hear. Let's Barbie hear about was Barbie. Great. It was. It was. I want to. I don't want to say it was like all the hype, but like it was a great movie. I wouldn't watch it with the kids though. Don't watch it with the kids. Hmm. Um, it was. Uh, None of them have moments. genitals. They're, you're fine. <laughs> oh, it was funny that that the genitals things were. Uh, <laughs> there was one scene where Barbie's like. Yeah, I don't have female genitals, and he doesn't have any genitals. It, there's nothing down there, and then Ken's just like, "I have all the genitals." <laughs> like talking to humans, it's 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 a fun movie. I hear uh, I Ryan, recommend it. Ryan Gosling was great. I hear I keep oh, hearing yeah. that Ryan Gosling is great in it. Great, he's awesome. He I didn't know Will Ferrell was in it. He's the bad guy, isn't he? And not really the bad guy. He's kind of like. He doesn't really like feel like the bad guy, especially towards the end of the movie. He's kind of just a funny guy, and I don't know. You're not spoiling the movie for our listeners, are you? No. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I need to get out and see it. I also want to see Oppenheimer, and then saw that too. I also want to see the new Mission Impossible. I need. I also want to see uh, what is it? Talk to me or speak to me? Have you seen the trailers for that one? Um, I think I've heard of it, but I don't recall. It's the A24 horror movie that all these 20 oh. somethings are like there's this weird hand and they have to touch yeah. it and say speak to me the i way, didn't see yeah the way i've been describing this movie to anyone i've talked to about it is oh you mean the movie where the 20 somethings are doing weird hand stuff together yeah <laughs> oh make a wish make a wish any anything else chick um no oh i've been i've been watching one piece the the anime yeah just to so i could shit on the live adaptation when it comes out when, when does that come out i don't know okay but i saw that the original people 
told them they had to reshoot some scenes because it wasn't like accurate. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what could have been wrong where they're like, no, 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 no. But hey, if they got the money for reshoots, why not go out for them? All right. Did you see The Witcher 3 or The Witcher might be done after season three? Yeah, because the second half was just awful. Dude, they, oh my God, they burned so much goodwill after that first season. Because I remember watching the first season and once, like, I was, I, I remember being like, oh, like, weird. They, like, hopped around with the timeline and it's really weird, but I'm still here for it. It's really cool. And then season two started and that first episode was really good. It was a, uh, a like a Monster of the Week episode and it was really good. And I was like, oh, okay, they're going to land this. And then I just remember after that point falling off. I didn't even watch season three. It just sounds mm-hmm. like the whole thing is a mess with everyone, like all the folks involved. Netflix yep. probably isn't helping at all either. They're probably like, oh, just shoot the damn thing and get it done. This is our Lord of the Rings. Who cares? Go. <laughs> yeah, Netflix is kind of a pain in the ass. Kind I mean, they don't even have good shows out right now. And then with the strike going on, everything's being delayed. So, like, good luck. Yeah, I guess you can watch the, the Kissing Booth part one through five while you're waiting for the strike to end, Jake. Oh, I did see that trailer for the prequel to Hunger Games. I I don't think it's gonna be. Any I special. don't think it's. I don't think it's needed. Like a cool Peter Dinklage is in it. Cool, whatever. But like, yeah, I'm just like, did we need this, dude? We're living in the Hunger Games. I don't need to watch it. It's yeah. just like all this. It's like all this alien talk where people are like aliens are real. I'm like, cool. I'm kind of struggling over here. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, uh, they had the the court hearing about it, right? Yeah, and 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 I. Uh, hey, there's a there's a line in one of my favorite psych episodes where Gus keeps repeating, nobody, no crime, nobody, no crime. And I'm saying nobody, no alien, nobody, no alien. I mean, if those aliens cool, I mean, like, whatever. I want to believe, but just if they're real, just show me something. I live oh, in the show did- me state. You have to show me. You have yeah, to show like- me. You have to show me the alien. I do not believe. I want to believe. But since I live in the show me state, it is legal law. It is written that you have to show me. Did you see that they have another movie about an alien? It's weird. It's a weird movie. Is it Paul (laughs) 2? No, it's not Paul 2, but it's close enough. Uh, It's called Jules. I... mm -mm. They this old farm couple just like uh, alien lands and they have an alien living with them that likes to eat apples. So every time they go to the grocery store, they just buy a bunch of apples for the alien. And the alien and the alien looks like it's like creepy looking. But like the uh, FBI is trying to you know figure out where the ship landed, and it it, it looks like a kind of a comedy, but not a comedy. I don't know. It sounds like a Superman allegory where they're like, it's just like Superman, but he's an it. He, well, Superman is an alien, but hey, it's just like Superman, but he's creepy looking. Man, even that, speaking of Superman, I saw a clip of the Flash movie on Facebook, and it's it's like the scene where I guess Supergirl is breaking out of some prison or whatever, mm-hmm. and it is bad. At first, I couldn't even tell it was the Flash movie, 
And I was watching this. I'm like, what is this? And then like it gets to the end of the scene and you see Batman and the Flash and all that stuff. And I'm like, that was this. That's the Flash movie. No wonder it's dude. This is bad. What made them think this was okay? The only scene I've seen is where like all the colorful globes are spinning around the room and it's all the different metaverses. And I'm I'm over metaverses anyway. But like, yeah. they had like uh, Christopher Reeve. I think they had the Christopher Reeves AI in there. They had uh, Nicholas oh, Cage pop up, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't like, care. That's the scene where she's doing like. One of the things that bothered people was that, okay, CGI was awful, but mm-hmm. like, instead of like, uh, you know how Superman's like bulletproof, whatever, mm-hmm. where, well, these bullets like went like through the Superwoman, like, and like a glowy thing. It was the dumbest thing ever. All right. Well, we have to stop talking about Flash or else I'm going to get angry. Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. The alien movie. They're like, what if we made Superman, but Superman wasn't fuckable? And someone. And- some executive was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no glasses. <laughs> no stupid S. Superman takes his glasses off, finds out he was hot the entire time. All right, real quick. On my end of the game sphere, uh, I was between Homebody. Uh, my review is out. Go check that out over in Game Chronicles. Uh, Homebody turned out to be really good. I really liked it. It's a short little horror puzzle game. Kind of calls back to the clock towers, the, you know, those 90s era, like a killer's chasing you. You got to solve puzzles and get away from them. Uh, spoiler territory. So get out if you don't want spoilers. Uh, what is this? The 20, it's about the 25 minute mark in the episode. Spoilers for Homebody. So get the F out if you don't want Homebody spoiled for you. Jake, it's a loop, it's a loop game. It's a time loop. Loop? It's a time loop. So when you die, you start the day over at the beginning. Oh. And, and it works out. It's really cool because the the it, the, the game focuses on obsession and that your character has OCD. Uh, so she's really obsessed with like upsetting people and really obsessed with things going badly. So for there to be a killer in here, killing you and all your friends is like her like hyper focusing on the negative so that's really cool and there's some really weird stuff going on i won't completely spoil anything uh but there's no voice acting which i thought i was going to dislike not like the characters because of that but the writing's really well done again this is the game from the game grump the game grump guys Mm -hmm. who did dream daddy also big on youtube apparently you Um, didn't know game grumps i did not know them before dude Fucking boomer. I did not. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't know the Get game. Get out of here. I'm you know sorry. Your gaming history, man. They're like one of the first. You know, I so I think I think I fell in the giant bomb side of things where I was listening to giant bomb. Uh, game grumps were probably around the same for the same amount of time, if not longer. I don't know when they were they 2011 is when they started. Um, game grumps, I think, were like older than even like Markiplier and PewDiePie. So same question, 2011, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I think I think if I hadn't found Giant Bomb and listened, started listening to it, listening to it when I did, I would have probably found Game Grumps. I just think I was getting my gaming stuff from another spot, so I didn't need to have it from that spot. Now everyone's got their gaming shit, including us. And so it's like, well, fuck, there's so much shit. 
So when people are like, oh, those Smashing Game Time guys made a game, I was listening to their podcast all the way back in 2021 before they added that Jake guy. Yeah, I mean, like, if we made a game, it's just going to be called uh, um, Floopy Bird. Flo- <laughs> I uh, I want to, since we're all brothers, I want to make a game and call it Brother Lover. I We won't talk about what it's about, but... It's called Brother Lover. So yeah, Homebody's go check Homebody, go check it out. It's really cool. I think it does some really neat things playing with the themes of obsession, OCD, mental health. Yeah, go check that out. The other games I've been playing, I played a little bit of the Spyro Reignited trilogy, more specifically the first game. I forgot how booty that first game is. Yeah, I didn't like it because like it just felt like it was dull until the end. Like you didn't really learn. You didn't get any cool abilities till well, the end. Well, you didn't really get any. I don't think you really got any abilities at all in that one. May, yeah. Maybe like one for a boss fight or something, but even mm-hmm. the boss fights, they don't feel like true boss fights. It just feels like it's this big enemy that you have to like ram or hit with fire. Like yeah. the, the boss fights don't differ, differentiate from other enemies. Really? Like I remember fighting, I think it was a pumpkin boss when I was younger and didn't realize it was a boss. I was like, oh, this is just an enemy. Cool, I killed it. And now I'm playing the game like, oh, yeah, this is a boss. This was this mm-hmm. was before the game found a way to like... Because I think uh, Ripto's Rage is probably the best Spyro game. It's yeah. Fun, it's funny because I think both Spyro and Crash really f- both found their footing with their second game. Yep. But I think Spyro had a... Spyro didn't have a better run, but I think Ripto's Rage is better than Crash 2. Yeah, Crash 2 was, it was okay. My favorite Crash was the third one because that's when you got those abilities. Yeah, Warped did a lot of things better than Crash 2. Crash 2, I also was like refreshing on Crash 2. I forgot how bad that last boss is. You're just, yeah. you're just tracing, uh, chasing Cortex. So I can't talk today for some reason. Uh, but then Spyro 2, you're getting all these abilities. You have other characters you're playing as. It's actually really challenging. I remember being really challenging at a young age, and I'm being a little challenged here too. You there were, were you were playing uh, who I forget the little cheetah's name. I think his name's Hunter, and like you're helping him do some. Oh no, there was one game, and I remember it because it was in the in the demo for the game when we were younger, and I got to it here, and it's where you have to get the turtles into the pot. I don't know if that was in the demo, but I know exactly what you mean because the the seagull guy was making turtle soup or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you had to get the turtles away because he's eating the turtles, and the person you're helping is like, oh, don't let him eat the turtles. No. No, not the turtles. And it was really hard because the turtles are all coming out pretty fast. And you're Yeah. The other thing so the other thing I forgot about Spyro is how dependent he is on his charge ability. Mm-hmm. Like you're not really moving if you're not charging. Like yeah. char- horns first, but the issue is the camera sucks. The camera sucks yeah. really bad. It kind of the camera gets whiplash when you're doing it, and I think all these games have an issue where you're too close to Spyro. You're too close, like you're up his butt. I think there was a time in, in video games where like they always had that camera and they didn't really like do anything to like make the game. I guess uh, better. I don't know because like. You think about it, Ratchet, uh, Ratchet and Clank was like that. Uh, all the Jacks games was, were like that. Uh, Spyro, Crash, like it was always that camera issue. I mean, like hell, the original Resident Evils. 
So there's a time where developers are like, okay, we got to do something about the camera. Well, and I think the issue with Spyro, I think the issue with Spyro and his charge goes back to the, the Sonic issue. Like Sonic's not fun if you're not going fast. Yeah. Like if you're not going fast, you're kind of like piddling. Oh, I'm trying to go up this uh, this loop de loop. Oh, I can't do it. Connect. I'm, I'm not going fast. Like Sonic likes to go. Oh my god, this game sucks. Spyro, if you're not charging, you're kind of just like walking in circles, trying to f- hit somebody with the flame. Especially, especially in the first one, just since you don't have too many special moves to do. Like I forgot that fir- the first one doesn't have that ground pound or that double jump that really mm-hmm. helps you. It's already been a pain in the ass, but I am enjoying it. It's that I booted that first one up, went through the first area, and was nostalgic as hell. I was like, oh wow, like I feel like I'm instantly back to our living room up in North County and mm. playing Spyro and just being a kid. And I was like, oh cool. Like I'm not the kind of guy that's chasing nostalgia. It's like, oh give me that stuff. No, like Well, I mean, have you noticed that like games back in the day are a lot shorter? Yeah, I, I, because oh, when you uh, when you free the first dragon, so that first Spyro game, yep, you uh, all the older dragons have been crystallized, and you got to free them so you can go fight nasty Nork. And they're like the first, very first dragons, like, oh hey, get ten dragons, you can go to the next area. As a kid, I felt like those first ten dragons took forever. I'm playing it now, and I'm already at eight, and I'm like, oh shit this is flying by <laughs> yeah i'm already like halfway through the first three i'm pretty much through the first three worlds before you and i jumped on this call i was chasing one of those uh egg stealer guys oh go, yeah nah, 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 nah. yep caught the fucker those bastards those bastards so i'm gonna finish that first one and then i'm gonna play ripto's rage i don't know if i'll get to the third one i'm the, i don't really yeah was that year of the dragon year of the dragon i don't really have a I don't know. I I wasn't like big on the third one. I didn't really yeah. have much time. Ripto's Rage was the one that I hundred percented as a as a little guy. So maybe I'll play. Yeah, maybe I'll play the first two. I'm thinking about getting in, back into Crash as well. We'll see. I'm not trying to go down too much of a nostalgia trip, but it is the end of the summer, so I'm like, I need to I need to play some games for me right now. Other than, other than that. I don't know if I can talk about this. I'm previewing Nobody. The game's called Nobody. It is an RPG that kind of has the vibe of... Nobody. Undertale. Has the vibe of Undertale. Characters are all very anime. There's a goofy clown. There's a guy that has like one of those uh, like bands over his eyeballs, kind of like that guy from Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And they all have these little quips that they do when they start talking. So, like, when that guy with the thing over his eye starts talking, if he's angry, he's like, fuck you. Or if he's happy, he's like, thank you. And the clown just chuckles every other time. And these are cute little characters. It's not my cup of tea, but I could see peop- I could see why people would like this. The combat is you're either... So, the combat is rock, paper, scissors based. So, there are three different enemy types, three different attack types. You got to find out what type the enemy is and then use those... Uh, use the opposing type to do more damage on them. But you can also find a way to navigate around the fight to where you're not actually fighting and you get out of it. So, for example, there's one enemy who's like just a gardener. He's like, I'm just watering my plants. And you study him and you like, he's like, yeah, look at my plant. And you're like, well, I'm going to smell it. And you smell it. And you're like, oh, it smells bad. And he's like, thank you. That's what I was going for. And then he just fucking leaves. So it's going, it's going for like the peaceful side, like when you're trying to do the peace run in Undertale. Yeah. 
it's going for that kind of stuff. I like it. I'm going to dabble in it a little more. Again, I mean, I don't know if it's 100% for me, but I've enjoyed what I play of it, played of it so far. The fights have been challenging. Uh, I've entered an area that I'm not supposed to be in. Everyone's supposed to be level four. We're all level two. I don't care. I like to live dangerously. Uh, one last game that I started for myself was Planet of Lana. Have you heard of this? Nope. So Planet of Lana came out, I want to say it was either April or May. This is a, you are on a planet with a bunch of other people. Your village gets kidnapped by aliens and you're trying to avoid them and just save your people. The, the art style is very colorful, but when it comes to gameplay mechanics, the movement and everything, just this is limbo. All the way down to the way that you grab onto the ledge and pull yourself up, all the way to the, to the way you push things, just to the way the character moves. This is the limbo, and I'm here for it. I've only played the first like 30 minutes of it because I wanted to get, get it started, so I, was, I would have a point of reference to get back to, but I love it already because I love limbo. I'll hopefully have it done by the next episode. Otherwise, yep. what else have I done? Remember HQ Trivia, Jake? Nope. Yes. The, the three, the, the, the two, one. Doo -doo and you could win money with, uh, what is that, Scott Grozowski? Granowski? Yes. The host in the suit? I mean, there's always a host in a suit. If you pulled him up right now on your computer, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Just type in HQ Trivia Host. It's the bearded guy. Um, so I, they uh, they put out a CNN Studios. Never watched it. Put out, and it's on HBO Max, by the way, or just Max, or whatever it's called. Yeah. The the documentary is called Glitch: The Rise and Fall of HQ Trivia. I was like, this is an hour and a half long. It's not a series. This is perfect length. Let's find out about it. So for those who don't know, HQ Trivia was a live trivia game on mobile devices that you could play i think see i was in central time so it was like seven o'clock every night you'd hop on they do live trivia questions if you got them all right you want a pot of money it got to a point where they were i don't think they got to a million dollars but they did get to like 2.3 million people playing at the same time and it was just this cool little thing and they were trying to reinvent the way that we watch tv it was from the two creators of vine and I mean, now look at how we watch TV. Everyone's on fucking TikTok. You're maybe watching this on TikTok. Hi, TikTok. Uh, Hi. It was a cool little documentary. It was short. They didn't get to interview two, the two founders. One, because one of them is dead, uh, died by suicide. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, nope, 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 nope. Died by an overdose. Uh, Oof. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. And then the other one just didn't want to comment. Uh, sounds like they're both kind of hard-headed MFers who had a way they wanted to do it that really wasn't good for the company. So, but it was a really good watch. I'd recommend that to anybody. It's like I said, it's only an hour and a half. So it's not a big commitment. Go check it out. Yeah. So, hey, no games today, no news. Jake, did you freeze? No, I didn't freeze. You're fucking with <laughs> me. I knew you. I knew you were fucking with me. <laughs> uh, back to the whole like, if we made a game, I think we would make a game. If it's it would be like a cookie clicker kind of game, God where we're just smashing games. We're just smashing games. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I have two I have two ideas and I've I've been reading up on some like I, I know the basic like concept of like sitting down and using a game engine and uh, I know I know some she yeah C sharp so it's like it, it's always in the back of my mind of hey let's do a fucking game but I've got two concepts where I'm like yeah, we we should do this but I'd want to like pencil out how the game how it worked from a gameplay standpoint. I'm more mm-hmm. of on a themes and kind of just like a general premise standpoint right now, but like stuff like Dave, the diver and, uh, plants Rose zombies is something that I'm really influenced by right now on the design side of things. So just like something where you're mixing up like multiple mini games, which, and, and you know what? It's crazy because Dave, the diver is not an indie game. It, Hey, it may be painted like an indie game and has all the bells and whistles of an indie game. It is not an indie game. So maybe, maybe I'm thinking too big, but you are big picture. I'm a big picture boy, but uh, Jake, we can, we can talk more about that. Uh, do, do, do the game stuff at another time. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a video game tester, man. Oh, you're, are you a beta? <laughs> yes, beta bitch. So hey, we're not talking. En- we're not talking any uh, past releases. We're not talking any news today. We've got a handful of emails. We're gonna get through all of them. Thank you to everyone who sent us an email. I was really surprised when I opened it, and it wasn't all junk emails. Like, oh shit! I can't delete this. I can't delete that. Uh, so we've got about 10 here again if you want to send an email for a future show uh smashing uh future episode of smashing game time go ahead and send your questions comments concerns and just anything anything over to smashing game time at gmail.com i'll say it again if you have any questions for the show send them to smashing game time at gmail.com and we will read them in a future episode Go ahead and send out those emails. First one up, and again, we've got a mix of gaming and non-gaming questions. Some of these are brain ticklers, Jake. Mark and Evergreen, I don't know which Evergreen. I'm going to guess Colorado. Mark and Evergreen wants to know, what is the greatest console generation? (laughs) Any thoughts, Jake? Probably the, the Xbox 360. I I think I think you're right there. I think the Xbox 360, PS3 and Wii era, so the 2006 to 2013 era, and I have a reason why. I'm going to go ahead and let you say what your reason is. So I I would say only for the Xbox 360 and the Wii because honestly, I was never really a fan of the PS3. The the system, yeah, they may have Blu-ray, but we know what doesn't have Blu-ray these days but like the, the system just looked stupid i didn't think they had that many games i think microsoft was thriving at the time so i don't that's my only thing and then like the wii was doing great after the gamecube but i think gamecube was probably one of the greatest consoles ever made um underrated but yeah i want to say just piss off playstation 3 so just I'm speaking in general for the generation. I think what sets that generation apart from all the other ones is that it really it created it didn't I I, I don't think it was the generation that made video games go mainstream. I think yeah. that was a mix of the this generation we're talking about and the one from before. 
because people were lining up for Xbox, PS2, GameCube games at midnight mm-hmm. releases. So I, they were getting to that point already. But I think that what this generation did was made digital distribution. It, it made games more accessible. It made games yeah. uh, in a digital format more accessible. Yes, physical was still king the entire time. But I don't think I don't think we have. So I don't know when Steam launched. I want to say it was 2009. I don't know, but uh, that's a good question. I'll look it up. Go ahead and look that up. Cause I mean, it's after half-life two. So they're obviously they're doing half-life two. They're still doing their games and they launched steam at some point, but I don't think uh, st- summer or September 20 or huh? Summer 2003. Yeah. But that, that, that was in a, that was them using it for their games. Like, when did when did Steam become uh, to provide the, game updates on Microsoft Valve games and expanded to distributing third party titles in late two thousand five? Late two thousand five. So, but yeah, I don't think Steam gets too far without like something like Summer of Arcade coming in and like making these smaller indie games stand out to the masses. Yeah, I think I mean Steam Steam was always going to grow because I, PC players were there, the numbers were always there, but people seeing that oh hey these smaller games have this backing from microsoft and are you know front and center here for summer of arcade ending the summer and i think that i mean that i think that was great and i just think the digital digital distribution and just games becoming more readily available for everyone was awesome and since you know steam launched around this around this window of time let's plant that in there with those consoles hey by the way, RIP Summer of Arcade. It's been 10 years since their last year. Pour one out. Thanks for the question, Mark. All right, next question. This is from Kelly. Kelly didn't say where he or she is from. Guys, remember to put that in the email just so we can see where you are listening from. I am currently running through Friends for the 30th time. What was the last show you binged? Uh, Well, currently, we're watching... Uh, Super Nanny. <laughs> oh yeah, you well, did. She is. You told me that. You told me you were watching that. Yeah, she's watched it. I'm kind of just there. Is there um, like, are there Jack any Ryan nannies maybe? that pop up and you're like, oh, I that's my least favorite of the nannies. No, Super Nanny is just one nanny. <laughs> I, oh, I thought it was the. There was another. No, show, that's nanny, that's nanny nine one one. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, we're kind of binging, uh, Jack Ryan. That's the uh, the Ryan Krasin- John Krasinski show. Yeah, it's okay. It's kind of repetitive. Well, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it like a new bad guy every week? Or yeah, yeah. I, 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 those shows, I just I don't know about them. It's like those shows are always based off like an old spy book, and yeah. I always wonder whenever those pop up, who's reading these books? Who's right? Like- and, then, and then thinking, <laughs> oh, it's uh, we could do something with this. They're like, oh yeah. hey. They're like, oh, hey, yeah, this book that I saw this one time at a bookstore that uh, or that my grandfather was reading. It's, it's these old execs that are like, hey, I like Mission Impossible. Let's greenlight Mission Impossible back in 1996 or whatever, or whenever the show came out before that. Uh, what's the last show I've been? I Right now, I'm going through 30 Rock. So 30 Rock is a show where I will start to binge it, and I'll get up to like season five or the start of season six and then stop. Well, now I'm on season six. I'm about five 
I think eight episodes in actually. And I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm about to fall off again, but I need to finish it. I need to watch the last two seasons so I can actually have watched the whole thing. It's okay. I think seasons one through four are really great. Five starts to teeter just a little bit. And then five has added a new character, which I, I know they did it just to like be like, ha ha ha, we're doing the things all shows do where they add a new character in a late season and you don't really like them. I really don't like this character and I'm just like, eh, get it out of here. Get it out of here. And besides that, I've been rewatching some always sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. And then before that, I went through mad men a few months back. It's because I'd never seen it and I wanted to watch it all. So I went through the entirety of mad men and I thought it was great. Probably one of the greatest shows on TV. Next question from Paul in Virginia. What is your most memorable trip? Uh, don't know. All right, I've got one. So I've actually got multiple. So there was... I'm just going to rattle off until you come up with one, Jake. Okay, so 2017. Yeah, 2017, I went up to New York. I had just a general interview on Columbia's campus, uh, just in a department that I wanted to work in. I uh, just hung out around the campus, ate some good food. And then after that, took the subway down to Freedom Tower, walked around, had bad shoes for it, but walked around, ended up on the Staten Island Ferry. Just being a tourist ass tourist that day, it was just a fun little day, bullshitting. Uh, what else? Uh, when I went to, when I went to Germany, ended up on the Baltic sea or whatever the sea is up North and went to a nudist beach, got naked, had a really good time, just chilled on the nudist beach. It was a beautiful moment until we were leaving. My wife and I were leaving and some little kid pointed at my wiener and said, mommy, what's wrong with his? Because, (laughs) because over in Europe, they're not doing this and over here they are doing this and so mine was the weird one over there broke my heart but it was still a fun day and then there was a we the all the brothers all the smashing game time brothers went to memphis one time for a memphis grizzlies game was that 2013 2014 i don't remember 2013 yeah we went down there we hung out on beale street went and watched the game i think didn't me, me and Anthony ended up on the court for like a, a timeout yeah, game, you didn't got, we? Yeah, you got stuck. We got spanked and we didn't get a t-shirt. So that was a fun one. Jake, do you have a trip? Um, I would say probably my trip to uh Daytona for a gaming tournament for CEO Fighting Game Championships. Uh it was really fun. I got to hang out with a lot of other pro Brawlhalla players. We went to Joe's Crab Shack right off the, sh- the beach. It was kind of cool. Just all, everyone hanging out, just chilling. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. Nice. I like those chill ones. I, I went to LA last year and just didn't really have a plan. Just went out and met with a bunch of friends who I met on Twitter over the last, over, during the COVID. And mm-hmm. just went out there, had lunch with people, hung out, went and had drinks. There are some folks that I still, I mean, I still talk to all of them, but I mean, it's awesome. It was just awesome going out there and meeting them folks that, you know, they were just words in a profile picture. They were a voice playing Fortnite with them. So getting to see them in person was really cool. Yeah. It was like all the land tournaments I've ever went to was a fun experience. Cause like a lot of them, they, it's not just like 
one it's not just the tournament but like say like dream you go to a dream hack it's got a bunch of like arcades events and other tournaments other like a bunch of stuff going on mm-hmm. so i highly recommend going to a dream hack fun going to any land like packs highly recommend it now you got me wanting to go to a land with you damn it jake uh let's see next question is from henry in kirkwood we got a local boy everybody don't what? tell them where we're at they know where we're at he's local they know hey st louis area good luck finding henry uh what is a campaign you would recommend to everyone so a game campaign you would recommend to everyone i already have one because i actually recommended one to a friend before the show before we got on and start recording i will always 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 recommend the titanfall 2 campaign to everybody because it mm-hmm. is so good. It is short. You're always doing something new. It's always surprising you throughout the entire time. And it's got heart. It's got some heart, which I think is something, is something that's missing from a lot of AAA campaigns these days. Um, One campaign that I usually play through a lot is probably Resident Evil 4, the original. Mm-hmm. It's just so good, especially like after you get used to it. It's just uh, it's fun to go back to. I don't have any issues going back to it. I, it's never a dull moment. Um, I think that's that's a good one. I, I haven't really played much campaign games uh, for a while. I've been more of a competitor lately. Um, Final Fantasy VII, the original, is really good, too. If you're a big fan. Uh, Dark Souls, I'm going to say, from my experience, I know Dark Souls 2 is kind of the uh, black sheep. And out of all the Dark Souls, but I think Dark Souls 2 is my favorite. It was a good campaign. Um, uh, I think that's about it for me. Another one I usually recommend, I know it's a harder sell because it's a strategy game, is Iron Harvest. Nope, get out of here. Yep, Iron Harvest, baby. Great campaign. <clears throat> if you're wanting to get into real-time strategy and you're feeling a little overwhelmed, I think the Iron Harvest campaign is a good stop because I've tried playing the Company Heroes campaigns and they're tough. They're tough. They are a lot of work. And Iron Harvest is just like, okay, so Company Heroes is like driving a stick shift. And Iron Harvest is like driving an automatic. And I'm never going to learn how to drive a stick shift, so I'm just going to stay over here at the automatic. Great campaign. Three different factions. It got to a point where it was four different factions, all having seven missions. All fun. Mechs in World War One go blow shit up. So much fun. Gross. Is amazing. And then another one I would probably recommend be Beautiful Joe. Yeah. I I simp hard for Beautiful Joe. It is probably one of my favorite games. It will always be in my personal top 10 along with Iron Harvest. Uh, do I have any others that I would? <laughs> Those are the only ones that come to the top, top of my brain. Next question. This one's from Carter from South City. I don't know what South City. Maybe St. Louis. I don't know. What's your least? Yeah. What is your least favorite thing about podcasting? Ha <laughs> uh, Being told what to do. No, no, no. Um, I want to say oh, probably. Man. Yeah. Right. Says the military uh, man. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm. <laughs> shut up. Um. Probably recording. I want to say probably setting up, setting up, because I feel like we take our 
sweet ass time setting up. I feel like on the setting up side, we're like, as we're setting up, we're catching up. Because I, I always do my best to have everything up before we all hop into the Discord. But sometimes, it's, sometimes we're just bullshitting. And we are. We bullshit a lot. Because like, I know like we have, we like, we're like, okay, we're going to record at nine. We show up at nine, but we probably don't start recording until a half hour later. This is probably the closest we've ever actually gotten to starting the recording the time we say we're going to. Yeah. Because I started at 9.04, so I'm pretty impressed with that. You know, it takes my brain a little bit to be like, I just can't come down here and be like, hey, welcome to Smet. No, like I need, I need like a buffer. I need a buffer. Oh, what is my least favorite thing about podcasting? I'd say clipping, like making clips of stuff. Which is, I also hated doing that on Twitch when I was streaming on Twitch all the time. I dislike making clips just because I'll we'll be sitting here making the show and some we'll have like a conversation and my brain will automatically be like, oh, that's a good clip. I need to go back and get that. And then let's say the next day or sometime later, I'll go back to clip that moment and I'll listen to it and I'll be like, oh, what the fuck? This is terrible. This is not a good clip. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Making clips is fun because you, that's where you can get the most creative, but it's just, it's, it's a time suck, especially for something that's like going to get 200, 200 views. Like you never know what's going to pop off. The algorithms are super annoying. If you, if you swear in your subtitle, like you can swear in a TikTok, but you can't swear in the sub, like the rules are just, it's like, no, why are the, why, why? Yeah. The whole, the whole content creation thing is kind of just, it's a gamble, in my opinion. I mean, like, you could be... Because there are moments where I put so much time into a video that I thought was going to be great, mm-hmm. and then it just doesn't hit. Mm-hmm. And it's so disappointing. And it, you don't want to, like... You're just like, I put all my time in that. Like, I don't want to do that ever again because I didn't get anything out of it. Well, I just like it, too, because, like, I'll start to... I'll start to you know, center segments around it. So when we did impersonate this, I did it because I was like, oh, that'll be great. We'll have characters that people know. We'll have people doing voices. Of course, that was one of the episodes that was the hardest to mix because we were mixing in the character's voice while we were recording the episode. And then people's mics were cutting out during their impressions. It was a time where Josh's mic was being weird or something. Mm -hmm. And so I had to like go the extra distance to make it work. And then just for it to turn around and like, nothing comes of it you're like oh we put all that work into that segment it pisses me off tea uh, tea times were a little better but i we got away from tea times because i didn't want clickbait and i feel like the tea time was Uh, always a little clickbaity that's all content these days though was just clickbait and i hate it so much because people are just chasing those clicks those views and uh, like it like you it makes you not know what's real content and what isn't like what's just like there like what's genuine and what's like people just trying to get popular and and i say this as a genuine guy like i've stopped trying to plan stuff that i think is going to be a big tiktok i just whatever i we say so like our most popular clip is your arc rant our second most popular clip is my rant about destiny players and I know those can kind of come off as clickbaity, but those are our true selves. You, that's you being an asshole in arc. That's me. Like, I don't like destiny and I don't understand people 
going all in on destiny. So that's, that's the true me. That's call me an asshole. Call me what you will, but that's how I feel. That's not me like hamming it up. Like, <laughs> oh, destiny losers. Right. And my least favorite thing about the internet is if you hop on a TikTok or you hop on Reddit and there's a clip of a TikTok and something plays out, like some of them you can tell are obviously fake. Some you'll watch and you'll be like, I don't know. But if you read all the comments, everyone's like fake. It's so fake. Yep. This is fake. This isn't real. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I hate those ones that people like think that like, oh man, I hope they're okay. I hope they're okay. Like, oh man, if this was me, I, and I get you're playing along, but like, it's fake, dude. Come on. Well, I just want to spread. I want to. I want to be a decent person on the internet. That's not to say that like I need to be nice and suck up to the Destiny players. Mm -hmm. That's me saying like I want the most genuine. I want people to like come to this channel and be like, oh, yeah, Nick doesn't like Destiny, and I like Destiny. That sucks, but you know what? These are genuine gamer guys. These are just genuine gamer guys just doing gamer stuff. These guys are real. These guys are real. These guys are the real deal, McNeil. No, stop. Let's see here. Next question. Uh, thank you, Carter, for the question. That was a good conversation. This person, <laughs> this person is trolling. Uh, this is Martian from Roswell. With all the alien talk this week, do you guys believe in aliens? You already got my rant at the beginning of the sure. show. No. <laughs> sure. No, I don't. I don't. I believe in ghosts. I've seen a ghost. I do not believe in aliens. Jake, you're just, you're just like, sure. 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 Why not? Thank you, Martian. Uh, next question is from Jason from Madison. You mentioned, a, oh, fuck. you mentioned a story about a bicycle bandit on a previous show. It was Nick talking about Josh. What is the bicycle bandit's backstory? Oh, no. I don't know. We, we, might, we might have to sign a form to Let me, consent. Oh. Okay, I'm trying to think of how I can talk about this. Okay. Bicycle Bandit was a person that we knew. I won't say any names. This person would ride their bike to Kmart. For those who don't know what Kmart is, it was like Target, but with a K. This person would ride to tar Kmart and... Mm, let me start over. The Bicycle Bandit would ride to Kmart with a pocket knife. And the Xbox 360 was popular at this time. And there was a popular bundle that you could get that was, I think it was the keypad, the headphones. the headphones, and it had games with gold in it, like a year of games with gold. And some of them had Microsoft points. I haven't said the word Microsoft points in years. I feel old. Yeah. I don't even know what they do now. What, is it Microsoft just, points though? No, they're just credit cards. It's just credit cards. <laughs> just USD. It's your dad's credit card. So... What Bicycle Bandit would do is take their knife, open that box up, and take the year of Xbox Live out and give it to people who could not afford Xbox Live. The Bicycle Bandit. He was like Robin Hood. But, and for those who don't know, so if you buy an Xbox Live card at a store, it doesn't activate until it's rung up at the register. Unless it was one of those Xbox Live cards that was in those pre-packaged bundles. Those were already activated. Bicycle Bandit went in, cut the box open, took the card, rode their bike out. Now, Nick, if you, if you didn't know this, I think I'm the only one that recognized this, but you probably, maybe you probably noticed this too. But the Bicycle Bandit was always wearing 
a red shirt. Bicycle Bandit was always wearing a red shirt. I don't know if that was to make them blend in with other Kmart workers. If you look in, in retrospect, pretty smart, <laughs> pretty smart. <laughs> like if I work at, if I work, well, I wouldn't work at Kmart now, but if I worked at Target and there was someone in a red shirt and khakis doing something in an aisle, I would assume they were an employee. <laughs> Assumed. So that is the story of the Bicycle Bandit. I will not confirm their identity, but just know that, hey, Bicycle Bandit, we're still thinking about you. And I don't think you can get in legal trouble anymore, but we're still not going to say your name, sir. Kmart doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, they, Kmart can't get you anymore. But can Microsoft? Can Microsoft be like, whoa. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Uh, Steve Jobs is listening. Not Steve Jobs. That's Apple. God damn. Yeah, well, he's listening too. He's, li he's listening from hell. He's like, he's still in his turtleneck. They were just like, he's like, what's my hell? And they're like, you just have to wear a turtleneck in hell. Sorry, Steve. That's what, that's what it is. We can't give you your hair back. Sorry. No. Who, who's the Microsoft guy? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates is listening. And he's like, those motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I was short that year. What the hell, man? You were short on Xbox. Hey, it was a lot of year subscriptions. We're moving on. Next question is from Kurt. Kurt, again, did not give us a region. Go ahead and give us a region. We will not dox you. Hey, just say your basement. I don't care. Favorite bad movie. I don't ha I, I can't think of a favorite bad movie off the top of my head. Uh, oh boy fast and the furious i don't know no tokyo okay. drifts i have a car related <laughs> tokyo drifts a good movie jake you shut your whore mouth i've got one cars 2 cars 2 is a bad movie but now that i've watched it like a hundred times because my son holds me ransom and makes me watch it with him if you get if you like put anybody else in place of mater's position or have anyone else voice mater who isn't annoying in that year it's a pretty good movie. It's a dark movie. Pixar basically said, hey, we want to make a James Bond movie. And I'm guessing Disney came through and was like, okay, well, slap cars on it so we can sell more cars toys. And they're like, fuck, okay, somebody get Larry the Cable Guy over here. Someone get Mr. Cable Guy over here. So, yeah, Cars 2 is up on my list because it's actually a pretty good movie once you can get past Mater, which is a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. A good, bad movie. I don't know. I mean, like, maybe... I mean, it has to be a classic because it's got to be something like that's bad that you've seen like multiple times. And I don't really watch bad movies multiple times. <laughs> Maybe Doctor Doctor Strange too. You I don't know. You have you seen that? You've seen. Yeah, that? I've seen it, dude. Yeah, I didn't bad. like it. I didn't like it. It's bad. It's one of. It's it's on the same boat as uh, the Dark World. See, Dark World wasn't bad. I think Love and Thunder was awful. Oh, yeah. Yo, yeah. They, Christian Bale could have done better. Chris, well, Christian Bale did great in what he was in. They didn't use him enough. You yeah. Call, you call him God Killer and he kills one God. Right. The entire time. The entire time. I, I guess you could yeah. say he kind of killed Jane Foster, but really that was the cancer. Cancer. Cancer's the God Killer. Cancer's the God Killer, yes. That movie... <laughs> Ah man, that because that it was when they land on that planet that's black and white. Yeah, that was so cool, and I was like, I want more of this. Less screaming goats, more landing on the planet. And I don't want. I'm not. This isn't. Uh, this isn't. Uh, what's it? Stage four or whatever. 
not cancer the what stage of marvel is this is this wave what do they call them uh phase Fourth phase. phase yeah it's phase whatever phase four session four stage four I, this isn't you can't go on youtube without seeing some dumbass some dumbass like what's going on with stage four marvel yeah like like some dumb like thumbnail oh and i bet you nine times out of ten the the uh the on the thumbnail is She-Hulk. Yeah, I've heard stuff about She-Hulk or uh, Daredevil's costume. What was wrong with Daredevil's costume? I don't know, but they're they're reverting back to the old one. And she She-Hulk seemed fine. It didn't seem like ridiculous. I saw. Speaking of Marvel, I saw that uh, they talked to what's her face from the Daredevil movie. It's going to re- replay Elektra. Oh, what's her name? I know who you're talking about. Daredevil's also... Uh, uh, ben Affleck's coming back for that Deadpool movie, too. Yeah, I think it's just all make good fun of it. I, I think that'll be awesome. That'll be really yeah. cool. I hope in the new Daredevil show, whenever it ends up happening, after the strike... Uh, by the way, go, go WGA and SAG. Um, I hope they bring back his costume where it's just the the shirt over his eyes. Yeah. Because I, I, I got to a point where I liked that better than the actual Daredevil costume. We all did. The hallway fights. Hey, we still have the hallway fights. We always will. Do you have a favorite bad show, by the way, Jake? No. No, I don't. I don't know. Like, it's because, like, bad shows are kind of, like, good to, I don't like, I don't know. It's so bad. I don't know. I don't know. Uh... I don't know game of thrones at the end i don't know is that a bad show yeah the end yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't call this bad i like it i don't know where it's excuse me i don't know where it stands in reviews but um what what is it that paradise pd oh from the same folks who did hawkle or brickleberry Oh yeah, it's just a Daniel vulgar. Tosh. It's a vulgar ass cartoon with a bunch of vulgar ass characters. It's, um, it's got some issues. It's got some issues. But if it, if I am bored and I don't know what else to watch, I'll put it on, and it's fine. It's fine. I think it's Paradise PD. There's a lot of jokes. the The police chief is the main character's dad, and there's just a lot of incest jokes. And I'm like, I think all my brothers would love this show. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I, I guess I enjoyed Rescue Me. I think Rescue it, Me was pretty well regarded, though. And it, it kind of like it was one of those shows where, like, I think at the end, they kind of just like sped up everything. Everything felt rushed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I liked it. Um, there's some like weird parts in it. But yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. Jake said he like Jake really loves Yellowstone. I've never seen it. I don't think I will. <laughs> Me neither. I've only seen one episode and I was like, yeah, I'm out. All right. It's like Ozark. Hey, last question. And this one's actually another era. What is it? Gener- another console generation question. What do you think each console console eras? Could, yeah, I can't read. By the way, this is from Sam in Kansas City. What do you think each console era's contribution to gaming as a whole is? Well, I'm not going to go through every era of consoles. 
I'll go through each era, and I'm air quoting it, that has a PlayStation in it. What do you say, Jake? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say no. I don't, I don't know, know why I saved this hard one for last. I'm kind of kicking myself for it because my brain's already been used up thinking of bad shows and movies. All right, so the PlayStation era. Uh, mm, mm, uh, I mean, online gaming. I don't know. PlayStation and oh. N64 didn't really have that, Jake. No, no, no. Um, 3D? Yeah, yeah, the 3D. I'd say uh, going disc-based, at least Sony did on that end. What was was that? Gen- that was Sega Genesis with them? or Se- I don't... I, yeah, Sega Saturn? The eras... Had a disc. The eras are all pointless, guys. So the PS2, GameCube, Xbox era... Oh, boy. What was, what was their thing? I think they... I think the controllers was the best. The controllers were like the first step in the right direction for uh, analog sticks. Yeah. Because I think everyone, at that point, everyone took like their stab at it. And Nintendo had the one with like the C stick that was kind of just, it was basically a nipple. The PlayStation 2 controller was basically the PlayStation controllers we have now. Yeah. And, the, and then Xbox. Their first thing was the Duke because they thought everyone had larger hands. And then they're like, okay, we'll make it smaller for you guys. And they've kind of, they had the black and white. I liked the black and white buttons. I've always liked the six face buttons. Yeah. And they have always had the best triggers. Uh, 360. What did you have one? Did you have a thing on that or? Well, I just, I just realized that like games before like PlayStation, first PlayStation, whatever, um, they had like in-game memory, so you didn't have to buy a memory card. Mm-hmm. So like, I wonder if that was just for them to gain more money. Like, oh hey, uh, our games aren't gonna have built-in memory. You have to buy this card to have all your save data on it. When I'm a, I'm a big dum dum. I w- I'm I'm a really big dum dum, really big dum dum. I wonder if the saves in-game that you're talking about is something that was achievable in a cartridge, but not on a disc. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm big dum-dum. Again, I'm big dum-dum, but I think that's that's it, right? That's the well, thing. Well, you could... I mean, if you think about it, you could save stuff on disc. Can you? What do you think burning shit is on disc? You're, you're putting it in the disc. Yeah, but the PlayStation disc that you're playing the game on already has already been burnt, dude. <laughs> yeah. Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate, motherfucker. <laughs> All I know is you suck. Any so anything else on the PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube, GameCube era, Jake? Um. No. Okay, so then 360, PS3, Wii. Uh, I'd say made everything more mainstream. I wanna also want to say this is probably the generation where third-party exclusives started to die. Because you started to see the Final Fantasies, the Grand Theft Autos of the world say, hey, we're going to go over here because the 360 is kind of doing better than UPS3. We're going to do this. And then, you know, you got your crossover in HDMI. But I, I do think the biggest, the, like I said, the biggest thing was digital distribution and bringing that more, making games more accessible for everybody. Um. Yeah, and then like multiplayer online was huge around that time. And you, I mean, yeah, the Xbox and was huge like with halo 2 playstation had some but like i think microsoft was really thriving on uh online capabilities where 
I guess everyone else was kind of just trying to catch up. Um, yeah, and then like everything was like coming towards consoles, so like you didn't have to have like a. You could watch Netflix on your console instead of like having to have like a Blu-ray player or smart TV. Mm-hmm. Um, Wi-Fi. I remember when uh, Xbox 360, Xbox 360 came out. If you didn't, if you wanted Wi-Fi, you had to buy that. Well, those antennas. Oh, I forgot the dumbest about that. Thing ever. So stupid. And then, like, they came out with the uh, the built-in Xbox ones. I completely blacked out of my head because they had the one, the one with the one stick, and then they did a two stick for a stronger connection. Like that actually did anything. <laughs> yeah, right. And people fell for it. But, oh, and this one's in black. Ooh. Like, why, why, why were we dumb falling for that shit? Uh, and then let's see, uh, off the beaten path real quick, PSP and DS. Handheld was thriving at that time. Uh, I mean, you got the Switch 3D, and then the, I mean, the 3DS is, it's, I guess it's not really doing much anymore because the Switch is kind of a handheld. I think, the, I think the DS and the PSP showed that the market could handle more than one handheld yeah. system. Uh, even though the PSP kind of petered out. I, I, I don't like that they... Because it feels like Nintendo, whenever they jump into a new handheld, they back up that old handheld for a little while. They don't really yeah. like jump ship right away. They give it a little time and just let it cook. And then, you know, PSP had the Vita come out a few years later. And they were just like, Ugh. But also the PSP had the issue of backing UMD disc because for some reason they thought that was going to be a new format. Yeah, the, the Sony needs to work on their handhelds because they're they've been lacking. The new, I don't know. You don't want to play the PlayStation controller, PS Five controller on a screen, Jake. It's it looks like a Switch with extra steps. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, it looks like my my backbone. I have a backbone that I can play <laughs> games. Like, like it's stupid. I just I yeah. I think the most important thing those handhelds did was just kept they kept smaller titles around. Uh, and then they just, yeah, they showed the market could handle both. I, I don't think we have all the Steam Decks and the Asus handhelds and the PS5 on the side of a screen without that setting the store and also Switch without that setting this up, that those up later. Uh, PS4, S- Switch, and Xbox One. Um, I would also add like mobile gaming into that too. You think so? Because a lot of a lot of people, mobile gaming's been uh started like catching up around that time too. Okay, I've got I I've got my answer. I've got my answer for this one. This is so this is the most disappointing console generation, aside from the Switch, just because I don't feel like the PS4 and Xbox One really moved the needle at all. Yeah, a, a lot of their one P, I think PS4 had a better tail end but a lot of their regular IP and just their regular series kind of all floundered at this point. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest contribution from the PS4, Xbox One, Switch generation is crossplay. Yeah, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, dude, I, I always wanted to play with my PlayStation buddies, but I'm an Xbox guy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's kind of like normalizing, but it's... But the, the, I guess not all games are still crossplay yet. Um, it's still one of those things. I guess they're still working with, but you know, you gotta 
until we get there. I love it that the generation began with South Park having a trilogy of episodes about what console they're going to be on PS4, Xbox, and it was a whole Game of Thrones thing. And it was, it was the Black Friday episodes, and they were trying yep. to decide which consoles they were going to get so they could all play together. And then by the end of the generation, you can basically play everything together, anything yep. third part, almost anything third party together. So I love that that is the the arc of that generation. What I don't understand is console players. Like they, they spend all their money on like consoles, like PlayStation. Like they spent, they dropped 500 bucks on the PlayStation on a giant router or whatever. And like, you could put that money together and build a decent PC. That's more powerful than those consoles. And you'd play just about anything. It's hard. I don't Build, understand. Building a PC is daunting. Josh built mine for me. You, so you've never, never built a PC. I watched him build it. It's not the same. It's I not can... the same, Nick. Oh. Learn, man. You learn what you're putting into your system, so you know in the future for upgrades and like, oh, what this is, you know, why is this not working? Oh, because it's this. Like, learn, you damn ape. You know, I will buy. I will buy a PC Builder Simulator and I will build a PC on that. <laughs> is that okay? Will that help? No, it's not the same. And then I know your it's headband too- is too tight. Your headband is on too tight. I know it's too soon to call, but do you have any thoughts on what the PS5 and the Xbox X, Series X are contributing? Um, it's probably just a whole like graphics. I feel like everything nowadays is just graphics. Yeah, but graphics, they, they, they get to a point and then they just kind of stop and then you just like, okay, let's watch them push this console to its limits. I think at the end, at the end of everything, and I know this, the story for these two, I mean, these are only three years old, but they feel like 10 years old because COVID made everything weird time-wise. I think what we'll remember these for is the the differential like strategies because for the longest time it felt like Sony and Microsoft had the same strategy. Hey, get your big first party t- first party titles, go 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 go, and now it feels like it feels like on the marketing side Xbox is more ho hum. Like I remember when God of War came out, a lot of those Xbox executives were tweeting about like. I love when good games come out and all that stuff. And I'm going to go play God of War on my PS five. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't have seen anything like that two or three generations ago. Uh, I think game pass will be another thing. Remembered PlayStation I, I, plus. Yeah. Maybe. Cause like nowadays you have news about games. Mm. Like I think everything is like either be the first to do this or like discover this and now that thing is trending because you discovered something that no one else has and well you're the first um i yeah i think everything right now is just a race yeah yeah everything's rushed it's still yeah the jury's still out because you can still barely find any of these consoles I, i mean they're becoming more available but we'll see what we'll see what happens we'll see what the the verdict is on these when they come to the end of their lives but uh, hey, Jake, we got through all the emails. Again, if you want us to answer a question in a future episode of Smashing Game Time, send your questions to smashinggametime at gmail.com. We will read them on the air. So send them over. Do it now. Jake, we did it without Josh. I don't think we need him anymore. Yeah, fuck. 
fuck him. He's gone. He's out. Get rid of him. Get, I hope he, you know what? I hope he doesn't hear this because he might not come back. The only thing he does is the show notes. O- only thing he does is pre-production. He does everything prepare for this moment. And we're over here. We're over here. You know what popping. I do? You know what I do? You I show, pick the damn meme. I sh- pick the damn meme. You show up. Josh is pre-production. Nick is production and post-production. And Jake is just Jake. I'm just the wild card. It's the wild card. And by wild card, I mean he's the card you take out of the deck before you start the game. On the ace in the hole. You take him out and you set him aside. And you're like, we don't use that card. Hey, everybody, we reached the end of the episode. We'll get back into 2021 next week when Josh returns. Uh, I'm your host, Nick. You can find me in the usual spots. I'm that Kaufman on, is it X or Twitter now? I don't know anymore. Whatever that, whatever that site's called. You can also find me. What? It's stupid. You can also find me on YouTube and Twitch at Nick Fat Night. I think I'm going to start posting on uh, YouTube a little more. I'm going to get some, not essay videos, but I might just do some quick little streams. Get get that back going up. We'll see. Jake, where can the people find you? You find me on uh, Twitter. I, I mean, right here, it says Twitter. I wonder if they're going to like buy another domain or something. I'm going to go invest on the X domain. Uh <laughs> Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Twitch. Yeah, I also need to start streaming again, making shorts and whatnot. I've been kind of lacking. I'm kind of trying to find myself, not to mention, well, find myself in gaming. Jake, you're Uh, right there. Yeah, I'm here. I'm uh, in Iowa somewhere. Um, But I've been also busy with work lately, so I've been kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, hey, we look forward to finding you when you find you, Jake. As always, you can find Smashing Game Time anywhere you get podcasts. We're also on X or Facebook, whatever you call it. We're on Instagram. We are on TikTok. We're on YouTube. Give us a follow in all of those places. Uh, I've also got stuff up on uh, Game Chronicles. Go check out my Dave the Diver review. Go check out my Homebody and Oxen Free 2, the Lost Signals reviews. Those are some of my most recent ones. Go give them a heart. Go give them some eyeballs. The more eyeballs, the more I can keep doing that stuff. We are a Trident Network podcast. Go check out our siblings. I swear they're awesome. Go check them out. Leave them reviews because they care about the algorithm. Us, not so much. As always, thank you to Alex Marvin Clark for our intro and outro song, Hunt Him Down. We got a link to his SoundCloud in the show notes below. Go check him out. He's got some awesome stuff over there. Everybody, this has been Smashing Game Time. We hope you all had a smashing great time. We'll see each and every one of you next time.